0: In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in Three, two, one. 3, 2, 1.
1: Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast serial killer, Travis, the rats. Travis, rats. the rats, rats.
0: Well, yeah. I think if it's you're... weird. I gave myself my nickname is also my my last name. It
1: is. You should like. I think though. What's your middle name, Travis? J. Just J. Just J. Like the letter J or J A Y.
0: Just, just the letter J. It is now No, it, it's J Y. J. Well, really, yeah. Travis J. Rats. I think my parents thought people <clears throat> might want to call me T J. Oh, Okay. And then I grew into someone who's totally not a T J. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, that was a waste." Yeah, yeah.
1: So I actually. Travis J. Ratz sounds more like a serial killer than Travis Rats does. I think if, like, it does. It sounds like he killed a bunch of people in the seventies. Like, yeah, John Wayne Gacy. I think. Oh, maybe, that's right. Yeah, know, John Travis, Wayne Gacy. Travis yeah. J.
0: Rats. It works. Well,
1: this is a Comic Exposure podcast, and on this podcast, we talk about serial killers.
0: <laughs> this is what well, yeah. a serial killer edition. There's got to, we're, we're, This is not that show serials about? Isn't that, It's not about a
1: serial killer. <laughs> it's about a killer, and the story is in serial format.
0: Oh, like I want to do a serial format about a serial killer while we're eating cereal.
1: The serial, the tri, trifecta, the serial podcast, serial, killer, the podcast. seriously serial serial killer podcast. Yeah. I like that. It right. happened. So on the comic exposure podcast, we talk about comic books, and today's comic book uh, or graphic novel, I guess, is uh, "My Friend Dahmer" by Derf Backderf, John big Bickdirk.
0: This is his real name too, isn't it? Yeah, his last name is yep.
1: Bickdirk or Backdirk. I don't know. But anyways, on the podcast today, uh, we bring in a guest and we try to go, "Hey, guest, we give you a homework assignment and we have them read a book." And so my my friend Freddie is on the show today. Freddie, say hi.
2: Hello, greetings. <laughs> All right, Freddie's on Wait, the
0: show. Your friend Freddie. My friend Freddie. My friend Freddie. My friend Freddie.
2: I was thinking of... about starting a website called My Friend. Freddy. My friend Freddie. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Was... A podcast, My Friend <laughs> Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then we just talk about Freddie.
0: My friend Freddie's fetish site. That sounds like you got to be a certain age work. to get into. Yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> All right. So, Fred, Freddie's on the podcast today, and we're going to talk about uh, My Friend Dahmer by Durf Pick uh, And we're kind of taking a break. Travis, for a while, we were reading, like, volume ones of stuff. Yeah. And so we never get
0: the whole story. The problem with the volume ones is a lot of the stuff that we read in this podcast I really like and I want to I continue reading. But when you're doing a book every two weeks, one, I don't have that kind of time to go in and read all six volumes of these, these great books we're reading. Yeah. And two, I don't have the money to go and buy 12 volumes of every book we yeah. read.
1: Especially when we read one of those. Like the last last book we did was in the unwritten with like 11 or 12 volumes. Oh, I know. Made it much more difficult. Yeah. So, Freddie, we have a question we ask all our
0: guests when they come on the show. All right. All right. So
1: question you... we ask all our guests. Travis, I'm gonna let, you're the one who always asks questions, so I'm going to let you ask a question. Are you ready, Freddie? Freddie's ready.
0: All right. Freddie, um, up to this point. What has been your exposure to comic books?
1: I guess the best way I like I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. What is your What was your first exposure to comic books? Oh, okay. if, if, you, if you want me to ask a question, Josh, <laughs> then you let me ask the question. All right, all right, all right.
2: Yeah. You're right. I uh in junior high, I used to collect pogs. You remember pogs? You guys remember oh, pogs? Uh, yeah, those little caps, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get get them. slammers and all that stuff. Yeah, big into that. And then I met my friend, who's now he's he's my best friend still to this day from middle school to now. He's like, dude nobody's gonna be collecting Pogs. people are gonna be collecting this and he had in me an x men comic book uh-huh. and I just fell in love I liked I, I always thought superheroes were cheesy and
0: it sounded like your friend was like listen we can be friends yeah you gotta stop playing, <laughs> these exactly. stop playing exactly. <laughs> like, like I got a rep <laughs> <laughs> right and um, I, didn't,
2: I didn't know comics could be so like drama and just like what the thing I liked about the x-men was like not only were they trying to fight magneto but also they were fighting internally with themselves do you remember
0: what the issue was what was happening in it that i don't remember
2: i i thought it was brood but i could be wrong right right yeah
0: no it's tough when you when you get a comic book i think my first one was a defenders comic book and um which which version of the defenders it was uh 19 like 1987 it was not like like um no it was um the hulk hulk was in it okay uh, I think Hawkeye Sur- was actually in The Defenders at that point, Silver Surfer, yeah. uh, and they were they were, they were out in space fighting, but it was weird because I'm, it was probably like the third issue of, of an arc, and as a kid I just accepted, i like, this is cool, I don't yeah. know what's happening, you yeah. did feel like you were jumping into a much bigger world, right. even if it was part four of a... Ten part series right. and things like that.
1: I think, well back then too, in the '80s and '90s, there was less. It was there was a lot of like standalone issues, so you could yeah. sometimes jump in. I think X Men is kind of a big difference for that, though, because right, uh, Freddie, you said that you uh, you like the drama of it, and and X Men is nothing but a soap opera. It is a is. Like, superhero soap opera yeah. where they're always like there's like love triangles and yeah, it's like real Dawson's misunderstandings cooking. I did watch Dawson's Creek too yeah. but that's funny you know what would like. be, yeah, uh, know yeah. be great
0: it was, a, it was during the 902 <laughs> and 90s
1: yeah. like all these TV stations are like spinning off uh, like all these superhero shows can we get like a Dawson's Creek but with X-Men can we do that isn't
0: that? Have you seen that new show that came out? It just reminded me of it. The Magicians on. I have, not, I have not seen it yet. Uh, based on that book series, it's very much Dawson's Creek for Harry, like Harry Potter, Dawson Creek. Well,
1: you read the. You said you read the book. Mm-hmm. You told me you read the book, The Magicians. I have not, I have not read it, so no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't check it out yet. It's, good, it's yeah. good though. What do you think of the
0: show? Yeah, I. I, I think it's a little CW. Yeah, but I, I guess everything has to be <laughs> now. You yeah, know, it's got you know a little, little mellow drama. Yeah, yeah, a little me- mellow drama. But uh, I, I'm sticking with. I want to see what, what happens. All right, all right. Anyway, sorry to to, to dis, uh, distract. But um, so you got into uh, comics through X Men, and how is that, um, that uh, initial exposure to comics? How is that, how has that grown or ebbed and flowed throughout since then?
2: Well, it's funny. My favorite superhero is uh, Spider Man. So. Um, my friend I was living in San Francisco my friend Evans uh, visited San Francisco because he was thinking about moving there and I told my friend Megan I was like this is the guy this is the guy that got me into comics and my friend Evans like yeah I didn't think it was going to last this long yeah <laughs> you know? yeah he was like, <laughs> yeah. He's like remember when I sat you
0: down when you were 12 when we talked to, yeah. you had that pog conversation right. I'm about well, to have yeah, about, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're grown up you're now in, yeah yeah you're we're gonna into, have a different into conversation. your 30s yeah you know? yeah I'm looking through your 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 uh, clothes drawer here. I, I had to borrow a shirt since I'm visiting, and there's not one shirt that doesn't have a comic book character on it. Right?
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Actually, Freddie's wearing a Jurassic Park shirt, and I have the same Jurassic Park shirt. I it's saw the, the
0: Jurassic Park mobile out uh, by my work the other day. Some guy pimped his truck out to look like the original like the, uh, the, trucks the, from the Number jeeps? One. Yeah, jeeps. Nice. Like yeah. They, were they
1: Subarus? Were they Subarus? Or, uh, I don't know anything about cars. I think it was a. I don't know. I don't I think don't it was know. a Subaru. I don't know. Life finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Freddie, Freddie, you're on the show, and let's. uh I want to. I want to get into something because as this is, I think this is an interesting fact about somebody. Okay. And so, Freddie, you a Freddy are a Freddie fact. A Freddie fact, a Freddy fact right. on the on the is this is f- a new segment the, Yeah, yeah. The, a Freddie fact <laughs> yeah. on the Ready Freddie podcast here on Comic Exposure. So, Freddie, you are what I would consider a a giant movie buff. Yes. 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 All right. So we're 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 about to dive in to my friend Dahmer. Would this book, here's my question, would this book make a good movie? It make yeah. It, it would make a good movie? Yes.
2: What, what about it would make a good movie? I'm going to jump right into it. I feel like if I were to do this movie, but I wouldn't do the Zack Snyder approach which is like copy every panel. Yeah. Almost like you could like me, yeah. like every panel just put on the screen. But it is so compelling because you could see the character transform yeah. to the monster he became. Yeah, you
0: know. You know what? Who would do a good job of directing this movie? Gus Van Sant. I feel like <laughs> Gus Van Sant would really good really really sink the depression into this like this book. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh my god.
1: I just I like so we're
0: like, like I said I, we're we're reading this book. My
1: friend Dahmer, Freddie is a, a big movie buff. Uh, Freddie and I we just saw Pride and Prejudice of Zombies this last week. We went we saw like a like an early screening of it. Yeah, uh, it was good fun. Freddie's a big zombie fan. Big zombie fan. Love horror movies. So, so and that's kind of why I had Freddy on here, because this is, this isn't horror, but it's, it's definitely creepy. Oh, it's Right, creepy. can we? Very creepy.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I would, I would, would, if you, I guess it's kind of auto, you, you want to be, you want to talk about a little bit yeah. about the history of the <clears throat> book?
1: So, uh, John Durf McDerf actually went to high school with Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, and this is a collection, uh, it's like a story, but I guess he had written it before, and the first time he did it, it was like a 24-page comic and then it sprawled into something else and then finally became this larger uh graphic Renner, novel we're trying to talk about jeffrey dahmer <laughs> hey Renner, be quiet <laughs> there's a little kid yelling in the background it's my son yeah. he's a good guy so <laughs> <laughs> Renner,
0: <laughs> i will end your life sorry he's not my child so i can say things like
1: that so we're <laughs> now i'm lost i'm lost okay so we we're we're, we're uh, this book's giving me bloodlust, man. <laughs> so you're a dark passenger, very dexterous. TJ like. Rats, first killing spree is about to happen in two seconds. So uh, John Bigdurf went to uh, he went to high school with Jeffrey Dahmer, and this is kind of like a collection of stories. He kind of is like remembering like vignettes of what it was like to go to high school with this guy, and then he's filled in gaps with he actually went out and did some investigative journalism to kind of he listened to interviews, read stuff, found out stuff about what was going on to kind of piece a better story together. And so we get this full-fleshed-out story of yeah, when you, young Jeffrey Dahmer. When
0: you had told me, um, you know, reading My Friend Dahmer, I was like, okay, sounds cool. We each kind of pick books, and we just go with it. And then I got in the mail, and um, a couple of things struck me. One was the art, which we'll talk – I'm sure we'll <laughs> spend some time on. I was like, well, this is really different. All right, I'll go for it. Um, and two, the size of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's not – the sh- the shape of it isn't like a typical comic trade it's more like a a, a soft paperback you get at, at um like at Barnes and Noble or yeah. in the, how they're packaging the soft paperbacks so um, I really thought that was interesting but then uh, in reading the introduction maybe Freddie you had this uh, experience too or maybe he told you more about it, or you read about more about it before you read it but I didn't know it was all I knew Jeffrey Dahmer is a real person, obviously, right. but I didn't know this was written from the point of view of someone who actually knew him. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a fictional, like, right. oh, this is you know, like my friend Dahmer. Right. Like I just researched yeah. a bunch of stuff. I didn't know it was going to be um, uh, kind of a first person narrative right. based on uh, yeah. Freddie, uh Dahmer's life. So when you when you, once you found out that this was this is a not only uh, we know this is based on a real life killer, but that the story is told from someone who knew him. How did that change your approach into entering the story?
2: It really like like s- sucked me into it because I didn't even know until like more than halfway. Because when they say the character's last name, I'm like, why does that name sound familiar? Right. And then I turn over to the front and I'm like back durf, you know i'm like oh you, skip, you skipped you the derf? introduction didn't you yeah i didn't even <laughs> read the introduction. that'll do it that'll do it um yeah. usually with with yeah. these i don't like to read introductions right
0: yeah they so can't they can't taint your uh yeah, idea of the it, story why?
1: we read something we read the introduction to it i'm like well that's oh uh, yeah yeah, love yeah. Love
0: for me. it's it's 50 50 usually but i'm glad i did on this one because uh I, I, going into it looking at it, i'm like oh this is gonna be this is gonna be a slog for me but when i read the introduction i was like oh man this guy knew him and that immediately sells me. And I'm like, yeah. I, w- I want to know what this serial killer was like in high school. Not just from what someone who has studied him and has, like, you know, come up yeah. with a psychological profile, but someone who was there. Someone
1: has, like, goofy
0: stories yeah. about and him, right? and who's very much the man who's yeah. very much just, like, any of us in this room. It would be like, any of us in this room could have gone to school with Jeffrey Dahmer. It just happened to be this guy. I
1: also feel like, as, like, as a teacher, I'm, like, in my head, as I'm reading this in my head, I'm like... <laughs> Do I have, there a, some Jeffrey do I have a Jeffrey Dahmer yeah, yeah, yeah. in class, right? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. like, because it's it's really interesting portrayal, and I, I thought it was like incredibly compelling the way it was set up. So Bick Durf has some other books he's done, but this is kind of like the big the big one. This is he had one he has one called Trashed, he has one, one called punk uh, Rock
0: or something like that, Punk
1: Rock and Trailer Parks. Yeah. that's the one I want to read yeah, because I, I read love, I love it, a little yeah. punk rock. So I wanted to ask you guys as we start this, um, what did you think? I mean, we're coming in. It's uh, um, I, it's not a biography, but I guess it's a biography in a in a kind of strange way. It's like a secondhand biography, right? Like if yeah. we could if we could call it that. Um, what did you guys think of the tone of it? Did did the tone hit the right stuff for you? I mean, Fred, you're a big horror fran- fan. I wouldn't call this horror. We've read a bunch of horror comic books like in the last year. I think we read I don't know like four or something in the last year out of all the yeah all we've been a lot of horror in sci-fi. So. By. so I'm curious as to how did the tone hit you for this book?
2: What would you think? For about it? me, it it uh it stayed with me. I ca- I couldn't stop thinking about it. I would go to my girlfriend and be like, "Can you believe this happened?" <laughs> like and it would just like sink into your mind. Like when you Dexter was a good show, but you know when you watch four episodes in a row, you kind of feel draining, you yeah. hear his monologue in your head even yeah. when you're not watching it. I felt like this like it was just like consuming my life, right. you know? And I wanted to research more and more.
0: No, I, I, absolutely. I, I think Freddie said something that, that rang true for me as well. It does stick with you. It does it, – it's – it's. you look at it you're like, oh, this is going to be taking me a while to get through it. You, it's a quick oh, it's read. A quick yeah. It's a really yeah. quick read. Uh, the second thing is uh, – yeah, I don't really describe it as horror, but I think yeah. the, the tone for me was very much – it was like a, a bed of true crime but mixed with kind of that high school uh, – like. Uh, reunion big chill kind yeah. of like looking back on my life it's it's like someone looking back on the seminal years of their life but in the background of those seminal years is this true crime story right. the beginning of this yeah. true crime story so it, it's it's very reflective and, it, and a lot there's a nostalgic tone yeah. at times which i found like you know you could, this guy uh, the the uh our author here uh Durf, Durf. Okay. Durf, um, really treasured his high school years and yeah. he treasures his friends he made there but lingering in the background is this monster <laughs> <And> I... <laughs> waiting to become and that tone strikes throughout the book there are all these moments where there's these slow builds to we know what happens yeah we and know I, he's gonna I think kill that's the
1: best part is we like we know the outcome of this right we know he's a serial killer i remember in i was probably in, it was we were in elementary school 91 or 92 when 91 when he was captured right and i remember bad jeffrey dahmer jokes do you remember i, I couldn't tell no. you the words yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah we open a refrigerator like, there's so much chicken fingers more like just human fingers <laughs> right i couldn't i <laughs> oh, couldn't God. tell you what the jokes are right yeah. but i know that they were like bad jeffrey dahmer jokes just like bad david koresh jokes you remember david koresh no Jeffrey, oh, no. you were in Japan. Of course, you don't remember. <laughs> Wait, is he a, is he a talk show host? No, Waco, Wait, you remember <laughs> Waco, Texas? Like the guy who said he was Jesus? Oh, and, like, oh right. his yeah, 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 I remember yeah. really bad. Uh, I remember David Koresh, like jokes. And Marshall
0: Applegate jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
1: and so I, I I remember there were bad Jeffrey Dahmer jokes. And so I mean, I'm when he got caught is in '91. I'm young. I'm nine, eight years old at the time. And so it's kind of like it's way hidden somewhere, right? But then you remember he was killed in prison? Remember they killed yeah, him in prison? I yeah, remember I remember that. And I remember that because yeah. I was older. I mean, at yeah. that time, uh, 94, I'm in, uh, you know, uh, probably seventh grade, sixth, seventh grade, something like that. And so I remember that a little more about all that stuff about him being captured uh, and, and being, you know, apprehended. But you're right. The tone of this is like there's all these little builds and the whole book, I'm waiting for the moment, right? I'm waiting for the snap, if that makes sense. Yeah. But you don't really ever get it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. there's there's all these little moments where you're like, oh, this is it. Uh, this is yeah. where you're going to do yeah, something yeah. terrible. Yeah. And then it then it doesn't happen. And you're like, this is where he's going to do something terrible. And then it doesn't happen yet. And I think that buildup, the word that I use for it is it's uncomfortable. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed the book, but it made me uncomfortable it is. reading it at It's, times, not, it's right? not.
0: It's not a pleasant read. Uh, but it was a good read. Yeah, it was good. It was just...
1: Uncomfortable, but like in a in a really interesting way.
0: Freddie, um, going into this, and Joshua just brought this up is I think that we were all the same age. Or this Jeffrey Dahmer, the, kind of I think introduced <laughs> us to what super uh, serial killer super killers <laughs> super are. Killers. Um, serial killers are. I, I don't remember. I think this kind of was what opened the door to that conversation. Like mom, dad, what's a serial killer? Or like hey, what's a serial killer? Yeah, and, what's a cannibal? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, what's a cannibal, so right? yeah, this is kind of like our entry into this world. This these news stories. How much do you remember about the Jeffrey Dahmer case, or about him as a serial killer? Is this something that you've researched before, or seen specials on? Re- How much did you know I, coming into it?
2: I remember a lot because um, I, my grandma loved horror movies, so that's all we watched, and my mom loves true crime stuff. <laughs> so combining those, we were it was like the OJ Simpson trial before that. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. Right. Yeah. My parents were just all in that, so I remember a lot because I I didn't know what you know homosexuality was, right. cannibalism, and it was like. I'm, I'm a few younger than josh and just like learning all of that stuff at a young age it still it didn't like register what yeah those things were yeah you know and it was creepy it was still like scary like people do that like i didn't it just my mind couldn't like work that way right so yep. even reading this at, i read this at work i work at a grocery store and i'm in the back produce area just reading it and every time i heard something like In the background, I, I like, (laughs) jump, and I'm like, oh, just somebody getting a box, (laughs) you know?
1: (laughs) I think, like, we've been reading, like, stuff where the bad guy, if it's we're reading a superhero book or we're reading the horror stuff we're reading, it's all fantastical, right? Right. But this is just, like, I think about it, like, this is a dude that maybe I went to high school with, too, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a guy who is – did terrible stuff, and I think that makes it even more, like, creepy, so you're, like – looking around your shoulder all the time. For me, I was reading this at night because that's normally when I read our books is, you know, uh, my wife and I will watch a TV show and then she'll fall asleep and then I'll read something. And so I did that with witches. Terrible idea. Yeah. And then I was doing it with this and this didn't like give me nightmares. It just made me like, like gave me the heebie-jeebies before I went to bed. You you definitely have to
0: watch something or listen to something a little more light if you're going to try to fall asleep on it.
1: And then... To finish it, uh, my daughter golfs on on Saturday. She has like golf practice on Thursdays and Saturdays, and so it was a Saturday. I finished this up and like at a pristine golf course, just like sitting at the golf course while she's out doing practice and stuff. And it was just this oddly surreal moment <laughs> to be in the middle of suburbia, like at a golf course flipping through this. <laughs> it was just, it was what are you just reading? Really, oh, nothing, nothing. It was nothing. just really. It was like really strange. Yeah. It was like an odd, and odd, an odd way to do it, but. I was like, I can't read it at night anymore. So,
0: <laughs> do you think? Um, I, let's. Just, I, I think it's an interesting. A way to kind of open this up is and talk about is this is the medium of comics a good uh, form in order to tell a story like this. What are the pluses to telling a story like a, a true crime? So, as we're kind of calling it right now, uh, story in the form of comics. So, I've never I've never read a comic like this. I'm sure they're out there, mm-hmm. true crime comics, but. What are the what are some of the positives? What are some of the things that they can do with the story in comics that they couldn't do on, like, an hour special? or? or... I,
2: so, I just before coming here, I was showing my roommate this, and he has three kids, you know, uh, six, five, and one. And I was handing him this, like, oh, this is what we read. And the kids instantly wanted to know what this was. So, oh, yeah. I'm like, I got the kids and was distracting him while he was flipping through. Because <laughs> it kind of looks cartoony, but kind of doesn't. But it captures the eye of... A youngster because they're thinking comic book, comic books. Yeah, you're thinking Spider Man. It's whatever. got the word "friend" in the title. <laughs> exactly, um, my friend Dahmer. Me, right? like,
0: me and my friend Dahmer.
1: <laughs> Just like riding a, like a tandem bicycle. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> 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 Opening a fridge, and there's like a head in there. He's like, oh, oh Dahmer. Dahmer. That'd be like a good, a good like, uh, like odd couple show, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fox is going to pick that up. I'm now. sorry. I was of Hulu. My, my roommate, yeah. the serial killer. Yeah, right? and his
0: catchphrase is "serially." <laughs>
3: <laughs> That'd
1: be perfect. That'd be perfect.
0: Copyright, cover <laughs> exposure.
1: Um, so I, I think to to build on that, I think I think you're right. It has this really cartoony look to it, but I think it does a really good job. And I think that this is just this is um McDurf's art gives you this real like this surreal quality to it. So it's even more of a bizarre tale because it's done in a visual style that's i don't want to say opposite to the tone but it, but it's it's way different it's like it's like reading mad magazine or cracked right like that's what it reminds me of is this old like old mad magazine or like cracked uh magazine cartoons and then the the subject matter is just heavy and so there's this right. odd juxtaposition where you're like no oh, that looks interesting you're like oh my god that's creepy and and so I, I think what it does best is I think that when you do something like this in comics I think it allows you to do like a really serious thing but it allows you to like tweak the imagery of it in a way that you can't do in movies as easily right you've seen movies like uh, a scanner, darkly, or uh, what's the new one where they're puppets? Uh, uh, oh, Animalista? Yeah, right. And yeah. so you can create this really bizarre visual, but it's really tough to do it, or at least you don't do it a lot in movies. Yeah. you know, aside from like in this scene's in black and white, you know. But right. but I think that this lets you this lets you see every image, and you can you can focus in on it for a really long time, where you, you can't do that in movies. And I think in books. Like just just a just if this were just a true crime novelization of it or you know his story about it um I think you're you're missing out on the visual, so he's showing you this is this is kind of like this is how I feel about it, this is what it looks like to me, and so I think a comic book allows you to do that more than 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 a novel does, and I think you can tweak the imagery more than you can in film
0: what's a what's what what do they miss? By having it as a comic book, what what do you not get out of this that you would get out maybe of some other medium of a true crime?
2: What do you what do you think? I think, I, think uh, I I like that it's comic because it it goes straight to the point. So I think we miss maybe he would like expand on some things, you know? Right, right, just right. To fill the page, and I like that he doesn't do that. It's like let me like you know how like nowadays like. Uh, Netflix shows like thirteen episodes, yeah, when, instead of twenty-two or twenty-four. It's like right. let's just get to right. it. Yeah. And even sometimes those thirteen episodes, even nowadays the thirteen episodes, right? Are like, yeah, oh, yeah. Should
3: be ten now. That yeah, Jessica you know?
1: Jones, man, three episodes too many. <laughs> yeah. Three episodes too many. <laughs> so I, I think that that's kind of the cool part about it. I want to ask you guys this: this is essentially a bunch of scenes, right? Uh, and a bunch of little stories. I mean, he splits it up into essentially he goes prologue. Uh, It does like he's just it goes prologue the strange boy secret life the Dahmer fan club becoming the monster fade to black and then there's an epilogue on it and each one of those is kind of like a series of little stories or little vignettes where Dahmer kind of either plays a main role or kind of like walks around in the background of him and his friends. And I wanted to ask you, because I, I just talked about, like, I it just felt uncomfortable at times, right? And I, I think that that's for me, that's a good way, I think, of, of addressing the book. I wanted to ask you guys, uh, so I'll start, um, Freddie, what do you think, what was the, the scene or the little story that, that that caught you the most or that you enjoyed isn't the right word, but you know what I mean? That, that was the most interesting or, or you found the most compelling out of all the little
2: Dahmer stories in here. Probably the fan club, Dahmer fan club. Okay. Because how, um, these group of kids were really like teasing him and yeah. they started a fan club based off this kid, you know, it's like kind of cool, but not really, yeah. you know, and they, the fact that they would, Um, Put him in everything, pictures and stuff. Like I'm like, why, why, why this guy? You know, I know he's weird, but why pick on him so much? Because it was the 70s, and and
1: no, (laughs) and no administrator was no adults around.
0: Leave that kid alone. (laughs) But
2: it's it's so fascinating too because it's like they obviously know something's wrong, but instead of like doing the normal human thing, like reaching out, like here. It's like, no, let's just keep making fun of you. Yeah, like,
1: well, you know, Dahmer's Dahmer. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought, like, that, the, to speak on that, like, the Dahmerisms that go through right. there, like, all those mannerisms and mm-hmm. stuff they collected. Like, they put him on a poster for, like, they made, oh, they yeah. wrote in a candidate for a school <laughs> election, and he was the right. spokesperson for this election. Right. I thought all that stuff was really weird. Uh, and the, the story you just brought up about putting him in the yearbook pictures, like, that's something kids still try to do today. Like, I see it at high school. Like, yeah dude how many yearbook photos do you think I can get into right and it's this, right. this game they play and I'm like oh that makes perfect sense yeah you would take like the weirdest kid you know yeah who's in your circle of friends or acquaintances and you'd be like no you'll be perfect in it right, right. like yeah one because I don't think anybody noticed Dahmer so he could slip in and out of those yeah. things and then two once people did notice him they'd be like that, what that guy yeah you know Travis what what scene or what little Dahmer story kind of Got you.
0: Yeah, you know, I, um, uh, I it was you know that some of the Domar fan Cl- club stuff was uh, really good, and I have my favorite scene. But um, I think that for me, I didn't get a sense that they were necessarily like teasing him or making fun of him. I, it, this is where I thought the story was really real, and how I think teenage, a certain class of teenage boys are universal. It's like teenage boy humor is so weird and so eccentric. Yeah, like, they try to out weird each other. Like you know, um, we used to, we have we had we uh, teaching. You see it all the time. Kids will walk around like plants. Like, what's this plant? This is my new friend. You're like, oh, you're just trying to like. Yeah. They're, they're just trying to. Uh, they're perform. trying to find themselves perform and, so comes and, out and, of a and be and just be as yeah eccentric. It's everything is a performance, <clears throat> and so like this this fan club thing was just like. Hey, this is our weird thing. This is our weird thing, man. This is, like, isn't it – it's our inside joke, guys. Um, and unfortunately, that like, that's where their friendship with Dahmer stopped, which was yeah. – it's, it's cruel to, like, use someone for yeah. their own amusement. Um and then kind of like they never got invited. So I thought the the scene that really did it for me was the mall. They take him to the mall to do his grand performance of – And they like collect 30-some yeah. bucks to get and him to do it. On the way to the mall, they're in the car, and this is where the, the, our author has his turning point where he – where it wasn't just like, oh, we're just – this is – he's just a f- weird guy and like, oh, you're never going to meet people like this, so let's, en- let's enjoy how crazy he is. He's – Jeffrey Dahmer, in a he has to go to this mall and give this weird performance, uh, where he just basically kind of like
2: spasms verbally uh, spazzes
0: yeah. out on people, and in the car he he downs like a six pack in a six pack of beers in like three minutes. In this most in the the author describes it as being really a dark way of doing it. Like we're like this this guy is he's met. There's something here. Like he's, yeah like it wasn't a fun like he's, dude I'm drinking. Tranquilizing it's tranquilizing like, himself yeah, right yeah. And then then. They said they were there, like, all afternoon, and then it just got sad at the end, and everyone has kind of left Dahmer there and went their separate ways, and I was like, wow. I go, it's so a realistic window of how cruel teenagers, teenagers can be is what Freddie was going back to, uh, back to for Freddie, without even knowing it, without yeah. even realizing it, um, which bring which, what was, your, what was your favorite part, first of all?
1: Well, I, I think, just, just to add on that, I, th- I think that whole thing, that whole scene... Um, like, I don't think they expected Dahmer to do it for that long. They're like, oh, he's going to do it once and then we're going to be done. Yeah. But he just kept, kept doing at it, it and yeah. kept at it. And so like, there's this point where like, I don't know that they were being cruel. Cause we used to, like, we had a, I had a friend in high school that we paid to climb. Like we had a, you know, a one story school and we had these fire exit windows, right? All the windows kind of slung open and so right. you could get out of them. And so in my graphic design class, we collected money. To get him to like jump out the window, run around the flagpole and like do stupid stuff and sneak back in. Right. And so like he was a kid who would have done it. So right. you collect money to get him to yeah, do eat it. weird
0: shit, yeah. you know, call like girls names, whatever it is. You know, I was that kid. Yeah. <laughs> in, fact, in
2: fact, reading this before you, you answered. Yeah. Um, I thought of myself a lot because I would go into stores and just start. Fall on the ground and just do seizures yeah. because I was really influenced by Andy Kaufman and Tom Green, mm-hmm. and I want to be an actor. So I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what if I'm a crazy person?" You know, like <laughs> nobody paid me to do this, yeah. but I did it to drive my mom crazy. Yeah, you know, and my mom would be like, "Oh, that's typical, Freddie," and everybody would be like around me, and my mom was just like, "Boy, get up, well, <laughs> get up, and nothing yeah. like, was wrong." And not to, you know? not to
0: mention what you would do to get your friends to laugh. Exactly. Oh as yeah, a te- exactly. as a teenage boy, like you're like. I will do whatever it takes yeah. to make you laugh. Exactly. Uh, you want me to jump <laughs> off the top of this bus? I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> we, <laughs> you guys going to laugh? We uh,
1: – in, in like, I remember I was in a, a typing class in eighth grade or freshman year. And we legit had, like – we didn't have computers because I lived out in the middle of nowhere and, like, a school with not a lot of money. So we had, like, word processors, like, typewriter yeah, word thing, processors. Yeah. And we set up – me and another friend in that class like set up an office like we brought in like i had a picture of like i was either he, i can't remember if it was me or him had a picture of our mom that every day when we started class we had like a mug with pencils in it <laughs> and a cushion <laughs> for my seat and like a doily to put my like to put my uh my laptop that's like awesome. my yeah, typewriter yeah. on they like pictures of our moms and stuff and that was like that's like the bizarro stuff you would do so other people in class were like what is wrong
3: with
0: them?
1: You know what I mean? And so there's that teenage boy stuff where I'm, that's why,
0: that's why teenage boys love jackass. Yeah. They love it. It's just like, this is what I do
1: with my friends. And so, so to continue, like, I think the part that really, that got me the part that I was like, man, that's, that's weird. Um, there's a couple parts. Like one part that I thought was, I think the creepiest part is, uh, is the hitchhiker thing. And it's really short Mm -hmm. when he picks up the hitchhiker, it's like a really short three, like three pages. But it is—it's such a weird build that doesn't pay off, and so you're like, "Oh my gosh! Oh, what what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen?" Yeah. And then it's just him getting into the car, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, man. like yeah. this really weird build-up." Yeah. I think my—I think the story that I thought was the the funniest, this this sort of the Dahmer story. I think it's the one where they put him in all of the they put them in all the, the NHS photos. photos. Yeah. They put it. them yeah. in all your, and the teacher's so yeah. mad yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. Cause I know that teacher who would be so like, yeah, like God,
0: <laughs> so, this be before you just like digitally remove it. Like yeah. it's on the page. And the, the fact page, that yeah. like the,
1: she just scribbled right. out his yeah, face yeah. and like, it was so bizarre. It's not bizarre, but it was so like such an honest thing. And when, when, uh, Durf goes and that's exactly what Dahmer was like, Dahmer was this kid that if you, you know, you blacked him out yeah. and it didn't matter. Right. You know, and it was so – that part of me, I'm like, how many, like – I didn't go to – I don't think I went to school with any serial killers, but, like, what – who's that kid in yeah, your, yeah, you know, yeah. in yeah. your, you know, trajectory who's in life?
0: Who's your right. be your mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Father. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah I, and then, which – really interesting thought, I thought, too, in the introduction – he makes it very clear. He's like, this is not an admonishment of Jeffrey Dahmer. He goes, I think he's a monster. I think as soon as he took that first step and, and took his first victim that he crossed the line... That he can never come back from, and he is a monster, and, and he deserves all. I've
1: got the I've got the quote yeah, that, right here. He says, he says, uh, once he said something about. There's, there, I I just want you to know. Once Dahmer kills, however, and I can't stress this enough, my sympathy for him ends, and right. dot dot. There's some other stuff, and he goes, pity him, but don't empathize with him, right. right? Like he goes through to say that there are a lot of people who go, oh, you know if. If someone would have just blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, he made those choices. Right.
0: But he does say that too. He does. Yeah. Where are the, where are the parents? Where were the teachers? You know, he doesn't, he doesn't take, I mean, I guess the book is, it does feel like he's kind of relieving his conscience too. Uh Uh, It is kind of him saying like, ah, you know, like maybe he just needed some friends, Uh, but he definitely needed parents, (laughs) therapy and a teacher. He's like, but he goes, we were, he also kind of says we were kids like yeah. we, we we're not we can't we can't be held responsible for you know the creation of this monster but there were teachers and there were uh, parents and it's it's very much the 70s yeah and that's you know it was a weird it's a, it's a very specific time in America where a lot of this shit went on where it's that those baby boomer generations that had kids Huge population of kids. I and mean, In fact, they talk about that in the school, yeah. how the school is so packed with kids, which is a great detail because I think this, that whole generation in the 70s was so many teenagers that adults were outnumbered. And they're mm-hmm. like, they can't watch them all. So they just, they just turned away. And that's why, you know, Dahmer could drink on campus. Kids could smoke <clears throat> reefer in the bathroom because they were just. Outnumbered, and they and a lot of the baby boomers had come from that generation of peace and love, where it's like let's let kids grow into who they want to be. So it was a real hands off approach to parenting. Mm-hmm. Combine that with small town America, a packed school, and you can disappear into the crowd. Oh yeah. <clears throat> like I, now that kid would have an IEP. John would have an IEP at, <laughs> at school. You know, he'd yeah. be in some special ed classes. Uh, a, a you know, like someone would, I would think, hopefully, I don't know. I guess not. I guess serial, serial killers are created all the time.
1: I I just I just like the. It was just this. I thought that idea of like sympathy for him. So I wanted to ask you guys: uh, Does that he says he says I don't want you to um, I don't want you to have sympathy for him. Like once he kills somebody, there, there's no sympathy for him. I want I don't pity him. Does Does the book do that? Does the book walk that line for you? Where did you find yourself going? Oh Jeffrey Dahmer, at any Good point, question. like I, I'm just, just I didn't, I didn't go. Oh poor guy. I was like those circumstances are crappy. But then when you when you list off the litany of stuff that he did, I'm like, yo, that's screwed up. But but do you think that that Durf did his job of telling you the tale, but not making you empathize with him? Or how, how did you feel about
2: it, Freddie? I I actually did feel for him. I I uh, I, I wish. I know he said that, but I wish like his parents weren't going through that or he himself, like he kind of saw that, but instead of like, man, I'm not going to be with these guys. I'm going to try to reach out my hand, but you're right. Because when you have like these group of guys, it's like, this is my click. Yeah. There's nobody else. And so, but you never know if he, he would have just like brought him like legit, like, Hey, let's just have lunch. How things could have turned. Yeah. Because there is that one moment when his mom's like, I'm moving. The writer writes, um, and that was it. Like, cause he was graduating from school yeah. and then, um, his parents were leaving. So there was no supervision. Yeah. So that's it, you know? So maybe if he had just like one legit friend, but who knows? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, it's tough. I, I, I'm with Freddie and the, the fact that I did sympathize with him, I, but I don't think it was him. I think it was the situation. of uh, just okay. being born with a crappy brain basically. Yeah. Um, i mean it's I mean he had these urges that were they seemed instinctual inbred in him whether it's, whether his parents paid attention to him or not. Uh, it seemed like there was just chemically a chemical imbalance in his brain and at one point in the story they said you know it would have been like two things if Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't a killer, if someone had gotten a hold of him, they would have drugged him up till two days from Sunday where he would have just basically been uh, a prescription zombie, yeah he would have been on every Psychic psychosis, drug, yeah. psychosis, psychosis drug there is, and just kind of been a vegetable. Uh, and he didn't medicate himself, and so it it, it manifested in these gruesome crimes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I feel sympathetic for anyone who's dealt that shitty hand of cards, mm-hmm. and that brain chemistry isn't there, and you either have to sedate it, which he tried to do on his own with alcohol. Right. Like, he tried. Yeah. And they are like, oh, like, it wasn't like... He immediately got this urge this is kind of why he might be i might sympathize with him uh as i'm thinking about now as Freddie does is the way they explain it it seems like he tried he tried to resist the urges right. and they start happening at a really young age yeah and so he spent his whole high school career in the background trying to sedate it with drugs trying to sedate it with uh, isolation isolating himself from the rest uh you know other people um and it just it didn't work, his self medication didn't work, and then finally
2: but that's the thing is he knew, yeah he knew that he was battling with this, yeah, so if he had somebody like just go like, Dude, I'm struggling with these thoughts, these are dark thoughts. What do you suggest I do? You know right. um, but at those times, too, you got to think like there was no like I don't know if there was like a suicide hotline, but no things like outreach programs where people were just like, I'm into my group of friends, and I'm just going to do these fun things. Yeah. And you're not part of it. We don't want anybody else because we got our guys.
1: Yeah, I, I I think like there's part of me as a teacher where I'm like where I'm kind of like, man, do you, would I like would I see this? Would I you know what I mean? Like it's hard to it's hard to say with the you know, almost three thousand kids I have on my school campus, like what I have noticed you've got to have seen that, that
0: like behavior like that before I've seen it oh, with yeah. kids, kids I, who are just like but uh, is it burnouts but is it, like just yeah. aren't there and they're there there's there's like you don't even want to talk to them because there's a certain vi- uh, air of violence about like you're like oh this kid's gonna go off at any time you know <laughs> but, um,
1: but is that but does it manifest in the way that Dahmer manifested yeah. and so that's where I'm kind of like I part of me goes yeah someone probably should have seen it but at the same time that's some like serious stuff. It's not like you know he, I like.
0: Everyone was eccentric. Right. Everyone's eccentric in some way in high school. Yeah. And so it's like, how do you decide this eccentricity is going to manifest itself in a serial Into killer, murder. and this yeah. one's going to become a Harvard lawyer? They're all they're both little assholes right now. <laughs> so and, and
2: to be on the town side too, it's like you know when they find all the, like those dead animals like. They weren't prepared to deal with something. Oh yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. That's that's, true. You know? that's it. Yeah. Do you guys ever have? Do you guys have like uh, cult stories when you were oh, yeah. when you were yeah.
1: younger? Like no, yeah.
3: this was the cult, yeah, right? It's
1: always yeah, yeah. the cult. It's not you know. <laughs> was there was there, Did you have anything like that when you were a kid, Travis? I'm uh, curious as yes, to like. Uh, <laughs> when you growing up <laughs> yeah. in Japan, did you guys have like religious cults in Japan?
0: Uh, no, but we had. There were these black vans that would that would drive around Japan. And they had these speakers on them, and they would be aggressive Japanese men like yelling like, oh, <laughs> like, like really like like very like Gestapo type stuff." And I remember my Japanese friends would say, "Oh, these these are like the anti-Americans. Like they they want all foreigners out of Japan, and they're very aggressive about it." He goes, and they're like, "If you see these black trucks, you need to run." And I can never, I can <laughs> were, never, were I your never, friends, <laughs> your friends screwing with you? Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. And I never like, I never looked it up because I'm like, I like that story way better. <laughs> like cause every time we'd see it, it'd be like a fun game, like, "Oh shit." <laughs>
1: Here's what I want to know. I want to know how many listeners think that you're you are Japanese because uh, we always talk about how you grew up in Japan. Like yeah. I want to know how many people are like, oh yeah, the Travis guy, uh, he's Japanese. People think I'm a Chinese.
0: But you're super, you're super, the super the exact you're super option. waspy. Yeah, we are both very uh, Japanese, and I are both share the paleness and common. Yeah. So that. Um, we had those stories. So I,
1: grew, I grew up in the up in the out in the country, right? And so whenever there was seven West Virginia, <laughs> whenever whenever was ever there was something weird, it was blamed on like, oh, that's a cult. That's some weird stuff. Like yeah. we'd go out in the woods and find weird crap all the time. We'd be like, dude, dude, I bet you someone was murdered here, right? And right and like that backwoods. They're in Ohio, right? Is that where they're at? And so that or Indiana, one of those. And so that like it reminds me of like growing up in. Michigan and finding weird stuff in the woods. I never found like you know a shed full of animals and jars, but but
2: it was just it was just really strange. Yeah, this is like one of my biggest fears, like perfect suburbia, because. Um, like I, I lived in San Francisco in the ghetto. It's called the Tenderloin. I prefer it's a that. Good tenderloin, song. Tenderloin, <laughs> tenderloin, tenderloin, tenderloin. <laughs> I prefer that because you hear the people coming at you. You know what they're all about. Yeah. But perfect suburbia, it's like you don't know. Like it's just people behind their perfect houses. Yeah. yeah. This is like everybody, like I'm just into my own thing. Yeah. But it was that time too. What do you
0: uh, – <laughs> as a segue to talking about art for um, – Okay. Is um, – is there anyone uh, – the, the cool thing, they, they did include real-life photos in here. Yeah. Does anyone think that Jeffrey Dahmer looks like an undercover cop trying to bust he's kids totally, in high school? He's totally a narc, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: first – you, um, uh, if you've read this book, which I'm, I'm guessing you have or are interested in if you're listening to this podcast, there's that first um, picture on um, page 8. Of Jeffrey Dahmer, real life Jeffrey Dahmer, he's doing his, which is great because they set him up for what that bah face <laughs> that they talk about looks like. Yeah, he looks. This is like his junior year in high school uh, or senior year in high school, and he looks like a narc. He, he does. looks like Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> in like a twenty one Jump Street s- situation where he has to go back to high school. And I think look that's how just much younger that kid below him looks. And this is just everybody's hair in the seventies. yeah, hair, because
1: they all all their hair looks like my dad's hair, and so I'm like. No, they've got to be old. Like, my yeah. dad is old, right? <laughs> he
0: looks like like Down Syndrome Bill Gates.
1: <laughs> it is it is so – it is because so, that's the face. That's what he's going for. That's yeah. this weird kind of look he's going for. And
0: that, I love that because once I started – that was a big feature of this book, that whole, like, bah, like his, yeah. his, his domerism, yeah. And, like, someone captured it in a photo, and they put it in the beginning of the book. So you get a real-life sense of what that looked like. And you know what? It is pretty funny. I think I would <laughs> laugh at that as a high school kid. If, like, if that was his shtick, like he'd just come in and be like, nah! "I'd be like, ah, here you go." All like, right, you got me.
1: I like that he used like actual pictures that he did in high school, like to continue on about the art. Like he's uh, so on page fifty-seven, uh, there's like there's actual drawings from his high school sketchbook where it's like Dahmer as a bag of groceries. Dahmer yeah. as a telephone pole, like he was literally like a focus of these kids, and so there's like a picture of like uh, he did for the school newspaper or something, where there's like all these people in the background and they're all saying Dahmer things, like all of them are saying Dahmer things, and it's 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 the strange sort of thing where there it's real, yeah, you know, and there's it's, it's so it's yeah, so yeah.
2: strange. <clears throat> um what did you, Freddie? What did you think of the art? What did you think of the art? I loved it. In fact, every t- I would read it and then I would go back and watch it and look at it, the panels, because there's something in each panel. It's like, oh, he's there in the background, or there he's like fading away, or whatever. So I would read it, and then go back look at the panels, and then read it one more time to consume it all, because there's so much uh, detail and the shadowing. The even though it's black and white, but you know, there's so much meaning to it when he puts dark and. These undertones to it. What do you think of the art? Yeah, I,
1: I um, because at first it, it's gruesome. You it, it, and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: wouldn't think that this is your thing. No, because at first when, I, when I when I opened it up and flipped through it, I was like, because <laughs> it's very crumb. Like, yeah, oh, it was uh, super yeah, crumb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I will say, I I I lost uh, I, the art. I, I lost myself in it once I started getting into the story and that it adds to the uncomfortableness. More importantly, I think that. Um, What I really enjoyed is this is a guy who went to high school with Dahmer in the 70s. And he was an artist in high school. You see his doodles in there. And so what perfect way to tell the story about your high school experience with Dahmer than in basically glorified doodling. You know, like his his art is kind of like it's 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 honed down. and It's mastered. But it's really as for for a lack of better way of describing it. Like, uh. The further, the furthest you can you, you can take doodling, almost you know, as far <laughs> as uh, the way their um, the characters are portrayed and the way they portray them. Some of these images, the the people look so grotesque in it. Oh yeah, yeah. The Their limbs bend yeah, in his weird mom ways. Looks really weird. They're, yeah, and their uh, their facial features. These characters are ugly. Like the yeah. the ugly characters, um, and. Um, I thought it was I thought it was great. It had that real seventies feel to it. so it really matched the tone and um but as Josh was saying earlier, it it pulls itself far away. It's like that tiptoe through the tulip song they use in what's that movie or the horror movie buff here. It's like tiptoe through the tulips. It's like uh, one of those um I don't know. I don't know either. Oh god. Um yeah. is like in in inconspicable not inconspicable. What what am I Insidious? Insidious. Okay. There's like this um uh, horror movie, but they use like really like kitty songs because mm-hmm. that's the opposite it's creepy, contrast right? its yeah. it's contrast, and so when you when you put doodles in this dark you know true crime story it provides that contrast that you were talking about earlier josh that i really like more uncomfortable i
1: think and there's there's this uh like why did they use the pinocchio song in the age of ultron right yeah it's like when i watch
0: anime porn like i'm like this i don't know what this makes me really uncomfortable (laughs) but i'm
1: hot (laughs) terrible (laughs) (laughs) so i i i think as far as the art goes i really dug it and i'm like the I have I have like a love for cartooning and yeah this, I knew you would love this. This is this is cartooning right? This yeah, is yeah. Straight up cartooning. Um, oh, and, they don't like they don't like
0: to be referred to as doodling. <laughs> is that a faux pas?
1: This is a straight up cartoonist. It's not like that. Every it's not like a Jay Lee or like that no, Jim Lee this is sort of style. Something you find in like a Sunday strip. Yeah, and there's just something so just weird about it yeah. the entire time that it's just fantastic. And so we made a we made a playlist for it.
0: Right, right, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: can check it out. It's a good
0: playlist. I listened to the gym the other day.
1: <laughs> it's posted. It's posted on our on our uh, on our website, and it's also posted on our Twitter. I've posted up there. I'll post it again. But it's a Spotify playlist, and I try to like match. I try to find creepy songs or songs what's, that would what's be. What's one song? So one song I found. So there's a song by Chubby Checker called Popeye, and uh-huh. it's about like uh, hitchhiking. Yeah but there is a Mexican garage band version of it. Uh-huh. And so it's this dirty version or like this yeah. dirtier version of it. And it's in Spanish. And like, for me, I was like, if I were making this movie, that's what would be on the radio when he's picking him up. Right. Is yeah. this like this really, it's, it's strange because it doesn't fit, but, like you're like oh that's a yeah it's a song about chucky it's like a Chucky yeah, checker yeah, yeah. song about hitchhiking oh that's kind of and like yeah, but yeah. it's like a weird like it's a weird version of it uh and it's the playlist starts off with cannibal by kesha because yeah. i'm like trying to find this like i just wanted to find stuff that as you were reading it or as you were like talking to your friends about it or you're just thinking about it the songs would just
2: hit in a weird way and so well, that was kind of my goal as right. i did it well that's funny because i listened to uh, the score to sicario because if you've ever watched <laughs> that movie that score really gets under your skin and you just feel like ugh. So I listened to that while reading this and it just like Amped it up to another level. Oh, it's a, it's
0: a good back, background yeah, music to really it. Really good
2: background
1: music. I was I'm currently reading uh, Dark Knight Returns because you oh, gave nice. me that, yeah, yeah. and I've been, I was as I was reading it, I was listening to Batman the Morning animated series. Does. I was listening to the <laughs> Batman the animated series, like yeah. Uh, the, the yeah. yeah. I listened to the soundtrack, so there's like a whole soundtrack for the series. I so, did that yeah, when we read awesome. the
0: Capullo one. It was, was so, like, it was so <laughs>
1: weird.
0: <laughs> but
1: uh, the art, there's a couple scenes throughout the whole thing where he just draws Dahmer. And there's a – so I, I was just flipping through it, and I found this last time. I flipped through on page 89 where Dahmer's laughing when this kid gets hurt. Yeah. yeah and, yeah, the, yeah. like, the look on yeah. Dahmer's face is the creepiest thing ever. Uh, and, like, I think that Durf does this really great job of, like, going, this is what it looked like to me. This is how creepy it made me feel. Right. Look at this picture. And he didn't look like this in real life, but the emotion I got from that moment is like this. this yeah, you yeah. know, and he's able to kind of show you that in that cartoon.
0: Yeah, and a lot of the stories that ha he puts in here didn't necessarily happen to him, but happened to close friends that were relayed to him. Like that yeah. last hitchhiker story. Oh man. Yeah.
1: That was so creepy.
0: Yeah, that was oh, a... you know, um it's time for uh, a, little, uh, a little favorite uh, panels here. It's time for a little favorite panels here. We're gonna have uh 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 our guest go first here. Uh Freddie,
1: are you ready? Freddie, are you ready? ready? What what page is your? This is nice because there's page numbers. I know we don't it's normally so, do page it's numbers. Like, it's like luxurious <laughs> to have this. It's like driving a
0: well, Lexus.
2: The great thing about this, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I'm cheating or not, but some of these panels uh, are coupled with the, like the next page, so it'd be no, 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 no yeah,
0: you, you you pick you pick, okay. yeah, yeah, you do whatever you want. Okay,
2: seventy eight and seventy nine. Seventy eight and seventy nine. Yeah, it's right after he kills the fish. Ah, yes. Yeah. So he's just, like, looking down at it. Oh, right, right. And he says, uh, I just wanted to see what it looked like, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he's, yeah. Um, Like,
1: a macerated fit. Like, he's going fishing with his buddy, which is, like, a high school story, right? right, Like, you've got a story about, yeah, me and my friends went down to the creek, and we were fishing. And then it gets creepy, because Dahmer, like, mutilates the fish.
0: And, like, that's weird, because when I I, I, I would fish, if I, I do, like, I toss it back in the water i like I was like I felt bad at killing fish, and sometimes you you'd get a fish and you'd hook it in the wrong way so it'd bleed out yeah, and you, yeah. you couldn't throw it back in, and I would feel so bad like I'd be like it would ruin my day. I'm like this fish is – and you would hear it flopping there and die. It would really affect me. But this but this guy can tell you how bad his brain is wired. He's just like no, I want I want to I want to cut that up once some more. Like he was enjoying <laughs> yeah, watching it die. It was and, really weird.
2: Right. But then the, the next page, you see his reflection in the water. That's a cool effect, yeah. Know, and it just like it goes with the leaves and I don't yeah. know. It was really well. Cool. I
1: think like I wanted to see what he looked like, and then you've got like him disappearing. Like he doesn't. He's not there. Right. Like, he's yeah. just an exactly. Invisible person. Super creepy. Travis. What's yours?
0: And it's easy to do things like that. Yeah. If you, if you if you have no sense of yourself. Yes. Like if you if you don't look yourself in the mirror after doing something horrible, Then you're going to do it again. And since he has no sense of himself as an individual identity, like he can commit these things without mercy, which is going to lead me to my favorite panel. Great segue, rats. <laughs> Uh, on page
1: uh, 106.
0: 106. 106
1: is... Um, uh, Almost my favorite panel. Yeah. Almost my favorite panel. There
0: is... Uh, uh, 106 is... Um, the lead-in to 106 is... There's a scene between... I'll just leave it at this. There's a scene between Jeffrey Dahmer and a dog. And the 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 dialogue lead-in, or the, the writing lead-in into my panel is... The panel above it, it says... It was also... Um, he goes... Um, Uh, It was the first time that Jeff considered butchering not just roadkill or small animals, but a creature large enough to feel fear and pain. It was also the last time he would show. Then we go to my favorite panel, which is this kind of rock that he would use to like experiment like and sacrificial rock yeah. and and he goes last time he would show and the word is mercy on there and you just see all these skulls it's
1: like that it's like that rock from uh, Narnia you know what I'm yeah. talking about yeah, Prania, yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah, Aslan's rock yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Aslan's rock, yeah, yeah. Aslan's rock. Um, and I was just like Ooh, I got chills. I was like, oh my god. Because you, you do. When that dog scene happens, you like, please don't show this. Please don't show this. Please don't show this. Please don't I, show right? This.
1: Because you know it's going to look and it's going to look so weird because it's in this cartoon thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's just every time you're like building for this like, uncomfortable please do it, moment. Please don't do it. And it never like... That's what I think he does so well is it never – I don't want to say it doesn't pay off because it pays off in this emotion you have yeah. mm-hmm. because at the same time, Durf never saw this stuff, right? right? And so we're going through the same thing he's going through. like I never saw him do any of this, and so we're missing all of that. My favorite panel was almost just the dog's face. So page one. I four, almost picked that, too. There's yeah. A, yeah. There's a, so leading up to Travis's, there's this picture, and like he's got the knife, and the next panel is just this dopey-looking picture of the dog. That was almost my favorite panel. It was almost a panel Freddie picked, Uh, and then I'm going to go with page 39. Page 39 is my favorite panel. Uh, In 39, on the bottom left or bottom right page, uh, this is early on when he steals the fetal pig from high school science lab. This is a great scene, and it's the bottom right panel where he's poking the fetal pig because the pig looks creepy, (laughs) like the cartoony nature of like. And then I think in my head like he had this pig wrapped up he took it out of the jar at school smell like formaldehyde
0: and just death and
1: he wrapped it up in a like a rag and took it to this little shed and he's just like poking it and that just gave me like it's an early scene and it gave me like the willies for sure yeah man it was creepy and i think that there are moments like that all the way throughout um one last scene i want to talk about one last scene i want to talk about and then we can wrap up uh, which I thought was, like, this... It, it, even Durf talks about how it was, like, the most surreal thing of the whole experience is when he's practicing for the variety show as Adolf Oh, right, Hitler. right, yeah, that was, yeah. And, like, yeah. it's this weird, like... And,
0: and I'm like... The 70s were awesome. <laughs> there were no adults. How yeah. do you let a kid perform on stage at a school variety show as, as Hitler?
1: Hitler? And so he's dressed as Hitler having a conversation with Jeffrey Dahmer. He says, like, this is the weirdest well, story. Well, a weird, like, the weirdest story I have I said, yeah. in, 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 from high school. And it wouldn't have been weird unless – Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah. right? Like, he could go back and go, oh, remember that time I dressed right. up like Hitler? But now he's got, remember the time I dressed up as this mass murdering dictator? Yeah. Right. And I was talking to a serial killer? It, like, it just shows you how, how like, and I, normal his teenage existence was except for this one thing. Like, had no one caught Jeffrey Dahmer, his, his high school years wouldn't have been tainted. You know what I mean? So right. there's this taint yeah. on his high school yeah, years. Yeah. And it's, this it's, yeah. It's, Oh, it's just weird. Yeah, well,
0: because it, and in some ways, his life, I mean, this has been his like life's work is doing these stories with Dahmer. Yeah. Um, and a lot of his – success. he's done other things too, but it's defined a lot of who he is as an artist yeah. at least. And it's all based on these side experiences he had with someone in high school that didn't activate until much later in life. Yeah. It was like a, a ticking bomb that you're like – it's underneath your seat. And then all of a sudden it goes off, it changes your life, and you didn't know it was there the whole time. Right, know?
1: like it, I mean, it blows up when you're not there. And yeah, so yeah. you go like, oh, how long was it there? Yeah. Like like the scene where like his buddy drops him off at the house, and it's like when he dropped him off, the the hitchhiker was either stuffed in a drain pipe or in the guy's car in the like in yeah. the driveway. It would
0: be like being at the trade center the day before it blew up and like visiting it and then going home. And then being like, oh my god, That's, I, I didn't die in that, but... Like that's a part of so it's a oh, like a yeah, brush yeah, yeah, with it, yeah. right?
1: Um. So let's let's wrap this up. This is what normally we do when we wrap. We go, would you recommend it? So, Freddie, I'm going to start you. You're the guest. W-
2: would you recommend this and who would you recommend my friend Dahmer to? Uh, I would recommend it to anybody that reads comics. Um, I would also say if couple it with uh, the killing joke, okay. you know, showing kind of the Joker's origin right, yeah. story because it's like – a little surf um, and turf, yeah. yeah. yeah why not? <laughs> um, I, yeah, I would recommend it to anybody who likes uh, currently like serial or um, what's that show that Netflix are making a murderer? Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, stuff like that. So yeah, I'm I sure have
0: recommended good. already. I mean, yep. I, this is a book's going to be making the rounds just because um, uh, there's So that's such in the zeitgeist right now that yeah. that's the murderer um, and getting into the minds with that um, making, making a murderer, yep. murderer in Cereal. It's it's a really hot topic right now. And I think that for our age group, this is a figure that looms large, but we probably don't know enough about. After I read this book, I went in and read a bunch of articles on Jeffrey Dahmer and actually how he killed his victims, mm. which made it even oh, yeah. more creepy knowing that, uh, that yeah. I, his background. So, um, yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it to um all all anyone who loves that true crime genre
1: yeah definitely i think that this is this is one that's going to make the round for me too uh like now that we're done with a podcast i can hand it off to somebody right. i've got a couple people in mind where i'm like you should read this like it's and i, I it's a quick, it is read. a quick read even though it looks thick uh it's a really it's a really good read um definitely a recommend if you are if you listen to this and you found it interesting uh go get this book and read it it is um uncomfortable but really a really like gripping story uh or if you've read another book that i want you to read i'm gonna tell you again i'm gonna they're reprinting it is the green river killer and it's a true crime story uh but it's less of you know a tale of like i knew this guy but a straight up true kind to true true crime one if you read that and you really like that you should check out my friend dahmer it's a it's a really really sweet not sweet like Oh, not saccharin sweet, but... My like, friend, like, diamond. <laughs> but a good read. Uh, so, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the podcast. Our next book is Spider-Man Blue. Spider-Man Blue. Spider-Man Blue. So, we're going to do that one. It's from a series of those Marvel books where they did, like, Daredevil Yellow. Nice and thing. Yeah, so we're going to do Spider-Man Blue. That's our next book. And then we're going to do a little variance. Yeah. Um, we probably got a variant episode in between y- this yeah, and Spider-Man. Yep, yeah, yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, we'll have... Um... Um, a couple of things coming out, and then we're going to go to Amazing Con next weekend. Yeah, we're going to Amazing Con so next I'm sure weekend. We'll have some stories uh, about Deadpool's from there.
1: I'm going to try to get as many. My goal for Amazing Comic Con is to get as many Deadpool selfies as possible because yeah. it's we'll, the weekend of the movie. We'll and life someone, will be
0: there. We'll, we'll post some of our uh, uh, Amazing Con picks on our webpage. And if yeah. you're
1: at AmazingCon You're listening to this You're in Arizona And you're at AmazingCon Look for us I'm, I'll be the dude with the beard yeah. And Travis will be like I'll the have elfy, comic exposure the t-shirt on. looking <laughs> <laughs>
0: Unlike some people I wear the comic exposure t-shirt At cons <laughs>
1: That comic exposure t-shirt It's see-through it's,
0: it's, it's too- And I have too much chest hair I have too much <laughs> chest hair You can see it It makes me <laughs>
1: uncomfortable Travis Much like uh, my friend Dahmer So you can find us on uh, the website At www.comicexposure.com On Twitter At comic exposure Facebook.com slash comic exposure, and uh, occasionally we're on Instagram uh, comic exposure. So I want to thank Freddie for being on the show. Thank you, Freddie. Thank you, Thanks, Freddie. Guys. A lot of fun. All right, and we'll see you next trade.